You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Robert Shermer. He's talking to me from Brooklyn. Robert, thanks so much for being with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. Robert, let's talk about this this last year and, and what you're currently doing. We're talking on October 12th in 2021. The pandemic still seems to be in Brooklyn where you are and everywhere else, though, though things are opening up. Um, yeah, how has, how has the last year been for you in terms of, of work? Uh, well, it's going better now than it was. <laughs> like 2021 is actually, I've, I'm kind of mounting the horse again. And so my writing has started to go better again. Uh, 2019 and 2020 were pretty kind of just rough years for me writing-wise. And I think it was just partially, you know, stuff going on in the world and stuff. I, I, I just was – and plus, plus I was involved with a lot of editing that I do. So, uh, so I wasn't getting a lot of writing done. But then, you know, 2021 happened, and now um, – the juices are flowing again, and so I'm writing actually quite a bit. So that's kind of what's been going on for the past couple of years here in Brooklyn. <laughs> Very good. So let's talk about um, what are you writing about? Can we can discuss something, you know, a recently sure. finished manuscript or something you're working on? But yeah, I'd love to discuss um, that. Right. Uh, I should probably start off by saying I'm kind of a wildly inefficient writer. <laughs> so I am working on a lot of things kind of at the same time, which is probably not the best way to go about it, but it's been that way my entire life. So presently, I'm, I'm kind of working on about four novels. And, um, and then I've also got a few short stories that I'm doing. I'm finishing up a short story right now that should be done in like a week or two. Uh, so, so it's, it's, yeah, it's. <laughs> well, I'm a little schizophrenic sometimes. Yeah, that's a really interesting process. So you, you you're working on several novels at once and a short story. So these are are many characters that are in your head that are um, that you're working on concurrently. Is that correct? Yes, and it's. I mean, usually one thing eventually starts emerging as the thing. I'm, I should focus on. And then at that point, that particular thing kind of takes over and then I end up finishing it. But in the, I seem to have a long generative process. So I'm, I'm just writing on a lot of, like I'll be writing on one book and then I'll be kind of writing on another book. And it's, it's, it's kind of sloppy actually. Like I don't think that's the most efficient way of doing things, but it's somehow it's the way I write, and it's it's always it's always been that way. And so I just I kind of have stopped fighting it, and that's just the way I do it. But I was sometimes I will set something aside like a novel, and it'll or a short story, and it'll be set aside for years, and they'll come back to it and finish it. So it's, it's, again, I don't recommend it to <laughs> anyone listening to this, but that, is, that seems to be the way I write. I mean, I, I can't fight it. And, um, and yes, 
a so lot of what I write doesn't get finished, be, but... Right, you, you have the right to do, yeah, to write as you wish. Everybody has different, has a different process, you know. I was talking to one writer who says he, he puts all the pages up on the wall and is always looking at them and trying to rearrange them, you know. That's a kind of unusual way of writing, right, and editing. And, and in your case... I've heard people so, doing that, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 sounds, that sounds very complex to me, but, but kind of visual. So, so maybe we could talk about one book in process or the short story or, or all of them, but I'm interested in how these characters evolve. So they're in your head for, for months or years, and sometimes they see the light of day and sometimes they don't. Are, are the characters overlapping? I'm, I'm kind of curious how you keep track of all those, of all those threads and, and, and who the characters are. Yeah, well, um, it depends on the book I'm writing or the story I'm writing, obviously. Um, so sometimes, like, like one of the novels I'm working on right now is semi-autobiographical. So it's, it's fairly easy to keep track of those characters. Uh, but yeah, then sometimes there's another novel where the main character might have a certain similarity to another novel I'm working on but then it goes in a completely different direction and it becomes, you know, someone that's completely different. And so it's, it's a very mysterious process even to me. Like I don't exactly know. And, uh, but it's, it's, it's the way I, I do it. (laughs) And it's very hard to explain. Maybe we should talk about that. Yeah, but I like that. I like talking about, um, you know, a process that's hard to, hard to articulate because that's very interesting how the, how the characters evolve, you know, across all these stories. Um, so in the, in the autobiographical one you wrote is, is this, um, it's not quite a memoir, but these are, these are characters that, that in some ways are drawing from your life or one character. How is that written? Uh, yeah, the, the semi-autobiographical novel that I'm working on right now is, uh, is semi-based on my life growing up in Minnesota. And, uh, and so there, it's basically being told from the point of view of the children of ranging in age from early 20s to a very strange boy of about 10 years old. Uh, but it's, it's what's going on in their lives in the 70s, actually, in the 1970s. So, so those characters, except for one of the four children, are somewhat based on members of my own family. But then the oldest son in the novel is completely different. So it's not, I, he's not somebody that's based on my family. I don't know exactly where he came from, but he's just, he's, a member of the family and he's the oldest son and he's he's there in the book and, and let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's hear about him so, so so what's happening in this book where are these characters and um, what's what are they doing uh, it's it's not it's not a heavily plotted book so it's really it's told from the point of view of the four kids so the novel is jumping from kind of head to head of the characters and the one that is not based on any family member is the one who runs away so his 
point of view chapter is the first chapter and the last chapter, and then he kind of disappears from the novel through a good portion of it. Um, and, but it's basically as the family kind of starts to unravel, it's like the kids are becoming more and more living on their own because uh, their mother dies and then their f- father is very absent. And, and so it's like the oldest daughter is now suddenly the mother of the kids. And also there's a baby in the family. And so it's just, so it, it kind of becomes the way I guess that they survive over a period of years and the kind of imagination that's carrying them through um, and and how they deal with some of the hardships and and you know there's there's kind of you know the, the strange boy the youngest one um, there is some ghost stuff that goes on with him like things that he imagines that, like where he's living in, sort of inside his head rather than in the the outside world because it's so harsh um, and cold because it's Minnesota <laughs> so um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then is that that's what you I have to say about that. Hmm. I did grow up in Minnesota, although this particular novel was taking place further north, so I could have it be colder. But but it was it was pretty damn cold. Even you know, I grew up in southern Minnesota, um, more in farmland. But I've got the, this novel set in Hibbing, Minnesota, which is you know a, an iron ore town and stuff where they do iron mining and stuff like that. And it's very it's it's much. Um, it's it's even a more cold environment um, and a little more isolated too because it's getting up north more, getting more toward you know the Canada area. And and this is a novel, a full-length novel you're working on, which is different yes. than, the, than the short stories. Is that correct? Yes, yes, yeah. The the, so, the novels are. Oh, go ahead. So yeah, tell me about this short story. What's what's happening there? Uh, well, uh, again, I've got a, a, <laughs> a few of them. The, the one that's almost finished is about a woman that is basically, um, she's taking care of people's pets, <laughs> which I also do sometimes on the side. Uh, and, but she actually also is involved with a man fresh off a divorce who's got some um, – some kind of mental issues. So it's actually, the story's called The Caretaker. And so she's, you know, she caretakes the animals, but also this, this guy. And, and so it's, it's kind of just a few days in her life where she's taking care of a dying dog for um, an erotic wrestler. And then he doesn't come back when he's supposed to. And she's kind of got this, di- this kind of dying dog on her hands while she's trying to take care of this, this kind of, guy that she's involved with that's that's a little unstable and and so you know these are we're getting involved in these kind of details of somebody's lives how is um what do you think the reader is is left with in a story like that it's it's about it's about struggle internal struggle and external struggle or or how do you see it's um with with the reader yeah i you know i never exactly plan out necessarily what I think the reader should get out of it, I guess. Um, I write something that I feel is compelling and, um, and interesting uh, to me, and sometimes I have a sense what I, I 
think you know that they might get out of it, but but I just I never completely sort of define that for myself. So so I'm not sure I can answer the question actually because I I don't I'm I'm not exactly sure I guess I I sort of you know leave what they get out of it for the reader. But to me, yeah, it's, yeah. no, go on. But to, you, it's to me, it's just about yeah, it's about her the um, the kind of life she's leading, where she realizes in the framework of the story, kind of the untenability, I suppose, of kind of the the way she's living, and that there is at some point you know, it's going to probably have to change because she's in a situation where it's just she's, she's, you know, she's kind of got this impermanent job. She's looking after this guy that's kind of unstable. And so it's, it's, she's like, she's, she's giving all of this stuff out, but at, at some point she's just, you know, it's, she's going to probably have to stop doing that so much. <laughs> but she hasn't started that so, yet. That's what may happen yeah, like, like during the course of the story, she, she's just she's just trying to figure out how what do I do with this dog, this this really old dog that's kind of on the you know, I mean maybe I shouldn't say dying, but it's extremely old, so it could die basically of old age at almost any moment, and and, and she, she, it can barely walk, but she has to take it out on walks, and so it's and she was only supposed to look after it for like three days over Christmas, and then the guy's not coming back, and she can't get a hold of him, and so it just it's just becomes this scenario where she's just kind of trying to figure out what she's going to do. Um, and then the story ends. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough <laughs> scenario because we all wonder what would we do in that situation, right? You can it's hard to leave the dog. It's um, that's a, that's a very curious situation to be in. It almost seems like that should be that should be called something specific. That kind of scenario where it's it's not voluntary. You didn't mean to be in this scenario, but there also seems to be no exit. Yes. Yes. And, and, yeah, like she's she just has agreed she took she agreed to take care of the dog for three days, but then what happens if the person just you know because it's it was a guy that was recommended to her so she doesn't know um, she doesn't really know him and then he's just not coming back and not answering her phone calls when he's supposed to and so she's kind of in this situation where she has to you know she's trying to kind of figure out what's she's going to do what's happening here. Robert, um, in, in, the, in the short story that's coming out, as well as, as any of these books that, that will, will come out, is there a, a publication date or a publication or a, a publisher that, that's waiting for these, or do you wait till the, till the book or story is, is completely uh, finished before you look for a, a home for it, so to speak? Yeah, I... I finish the work before I send it out or before I submit it and um, like for the short story I I will finish the short story hopefully soon and then I will just start sending it out to uh, literary magazines um, and and hope for the best uh, so yeah so I don't have I don't have like somebody that's commissioned me to write this story or commissioned me to write this novel. It's, you know, they're the labors of love that I <laughs> hope will find a home someday somewhere. 
if I can finish up. <laughs> well, you're, you know, your, your novels have, have won awards before and got some acclaim, so I would think that they, they, they would find a home, and that's, that's part of it, right? I mean, you know, with, with artists and painters and, and, and poets, sometimes things find a home but can, but can live on their own in a way. But, a, but a, a novel, a story, in a sense, has to find a home in order to, in order to thrive and, and, uh, yeah, and be complete, yeah. right? Yeah, it does, and, and it's, it gets, it's actually, despite the fact that I have published some stuff and I, you know, have won a few things and stuff like that, it still is kind of hard to, to get things published. You, you kind of think that it, that wouldn't be the case, but uh, at least in my experience, that has been the case. It doesn't really get any easier. Um, and also, it's just writing itself doesn't get any easier. I always sort of thought that, you know, as you get older, writing would somehow become easier. But I actually, I think it was, um, I'm trying to remember the writer, I think maybe Amy Hempel. Uh, yeah, I think it was Amy Hempel. She said at one point that, you know, people think writing gets easier as you get older, but it actually gets harder. Uh, and, or at least that was her experience. And I've found that um, to be my experience as well. It, it gets more difficult. I'm not sure why, but, <laughs> but it does. That's interesting. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. You know, why do things become sometimes more difficult? I remember hearing uh, recently, there's an old interview with Bob Dylan on 60 Minutes, and he was basically saying, you know, I can't, I can't write those songs that I used to write. That was kind of what, what a young man writes in a, in a, in a kind of a state that he said, I don't even recognize now. He said, of course, I can still do a lot of things, but I can't do that again. And that was kind of interesting and a little mysterious, I thought, you know, um, that there are ways of writing, is what he was saying, that are not accessible to him anymore because he is not um, that age, and uh, which I guess he was referring to really in his 20s and, and doesn't have that kind of pathos to, to do that anymore, but is, is that what you're talking about, or is it a different kind of Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's probably something similar. There was, there was always this kind of, I don't, know, I don't know exactly what even word I would use to describe it, but there was always this kind of just energy or something, I guess, when you're younger, and, you're, um, and it, as you get older, it gets kind of harder to sometimes just tap into that um or it has been for me like just the uh i just remember i could just i could write for hours and hours and hours and i just would never get tired and it just seemed to be this endless stream of energy and and as i get older i i get flare-ups of it <laughs> but it doesn't it's not the consistent stream it once was or something and so it does become um, harder sometimes like you know I I can't write the hours and hours a day I used to you know I can write you know for maybe two hours a day maybe three if it's a really good day and that's a, but that's about it and then there are some days I'm not writing at all so you know it it's not it's just not quite the the and I don't know if it's just that youthful energy or idealism or, or what's fueling you, but, but it does become harder. Um, although when I tap into a vein, um, 
even now, then, you know, I can start getting going again. But it seems to be harder to tap into the vein. Um, once I get tapped in, then, then it, it, it kind of starts, you know, it becomes easier again. But it, it's, it's harder to tap into whatever that place is, I guess. That's interesting. And thanks for talking about that with me. And um, I wish you well with these, with these books that are, that are in progress and stories. I, I want to ask you one more question, which is what are you reading at the moment? Um, well, maybe not surprisingly, <laughs> several things. <laughs> but, but a couple of things, what I, probably the things that are the most interesting um, is that I've been, I spent some time over the past three or four months um, rereading a couple of things. So I, re I just decided to reread War and Peace. So I reread War and Peace. I'm now finishing up rereading Middlemarch. Um, but but the, the new book that I'm reading, but I've just started, but it's um, Harold by Joy Williams, who's a wonderful writer, uh, beautiful writer, and I read everything that she writes. Um, and uh, so she just has a new novel coming out. So I just, just started that one. So, Robert, I want to I wish, you, wish you well with your, with your upcoming um, manuscripts and stories and books. And I want to thank you so much for talking with me today. Thanks for, thanks for your time, Robert. Uh, no problem. Thanks for talking to me. Listen to me ramble. <laughs> You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.